time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy in Ōtutahi. And 2022 is being described as the year of two halves for the agriculture sector. Kia ora, that's right. An agri-economist says high commodity prices at the start of the year resulted in record farm profits. But things have changed and the second half of this year has been marred by high farm input costs, rising inflation and downward pressure on sheep meat prices. Westpac agri-economist Nathan Penny says after paying off debt, more farmers are now starting to access overdrafts to cover costs. He says those struggling should ask for advice. I think the key is yeah, really really focusing on, on, on farm inflation and, and, and what that means for their business. What we know is that this, this bout of inflation is, is different to previous bouts. It's, it's in every nook and cranny of, of, of farm businesses and orchard businesses, which is quite different to previous bouts of inflation. And so therefore, there's, you know, it really does pay to, to look hard at, at some of your costs and what you can do to manage them. And the second thing to note is we do expect inflation on farm and on orchard to, to persist into next season and potentially into the season after. Nathan Penny says there is light at the end of the tunnel. He says pressures should ease later into next year, especially if China relaxes its zero COVID policy, which would create more demand for food. To other news, the Environmental Protection Authority has released new rules for the chemical spray used in the kiwifruit industry, but it could still be banned. Hydrogen cyanamide is used to stimulate the effects of frost on kiwifruit buds, helping them to grow. The EPA is reassessing its use after concerns were raised about the health and environmental risks it poses. The chemical is banned in Europe and the US. EPA spokesperson Dr Chris Hill says after public consultation, the authority has introduced stricter PPE requirements for those applying the spray, but it's also doubled the phase-out period if the chemical is banned to 10 years. We've decided that our analysis suggests the risks are, are more manageable, but it is, as I said, it's still a very hazardous substance and there's still some areas where there's some gaps in our knowledge, in particular the effects on birds. Long-term effects on birds is an area where there's not much scientific data to rely on there. It also reflects that it is a dangerous substance for, for workers as well. So ideally, the idea with the 10 years is that it will allow the industry hope to potentially find a, an alternative substance, a safer substance to use, and potentially also gather more data that might, might affect the risk assessment studies. Dr Chris Hill says a final decision on whether hydrogen cyanamide will be banned will be made next year. Time to get the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, Suze Bremner, a little earlier today. Hi, Suze. What's been happening this week? Well, it's been a pretty split market this week. Everyone's flush with feed, so we've seen a bit of a late run on demand for store cattle, and that's given those markets a bit of Christmas cheer. But unfortunately, the same can't be said for lambs and prime ewes, as outlooks are simply not improving. These markets continue to reflect that, and last week at Fielding, where there was the biggest yarding of lambs so far at 5,800, the blackface mixed sex varied from 53 to $120, while the whiteface males traded at 61 to $93. It's actually expected that prices will probably ease again today. And Stortford Lodge had their early breeding ewe fair on Tuesday. How did that go? That's right, they did. There was actually only 4,000 ewes offered, which is the lowest tally since um, AgriHQ started collecting data in 2009. And while there were a good number of buyers interested, those current market environments really meant prices came back and we saw about $40 to $60 come off last year. So the top price was $201 for a line of Romney Tudus and most of the other ewes were trading at $120 to $153. And it's nearly the end of the year. What happens with the stock sales? (laughs) 
It is. We're very close. So sales do continue until next Wednesday. But with those good feed levels around, I actually wouldn't be just surprised to see a very quiet finish to the year as everyone gets prepped for Christmas. It will finish up a year that was really a roller coaster with impressive highs, but equally as dramatic lows. It was dominated by rain, sometimes timely, other times way too much for our paddocks, roads and stock to cope with. It both helped and hindered the markets at different times of the year. It was also a year where delays at the processes was reported on more often than not, and that meant prices were put under a lot of pressure at times. But at other times, cattle reached record levels as limited supplies of certain classes had buyers rolling up their sleeves and getting serious. So looking to next year, it would be nice to have a more consistent year and a market that actually has more clarity. But for now, most farmers will at least be able to put their feet up and enjoy an unusually green Christmas. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for your help this year, Suze. No, thanks, Sally, for having me. And thanks to everyone for listening in each Friday. And I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a safe and relaxing New Year. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And just lastly, a rural charity has raised enough food for 1.2 million meals during a 13-and-a-half-hour telethon yesterday. The Meet the Need charity normally collects donated stock from farmers, which are then turned into mints for food banks. Yesterday, it rang the ran the Big Feed Telethon in a bid to get more donations. Charity founder Wayne Langford says he's blown away by the support they received. It was pretty amazing. We set a pretty audacious goal with a million meals. I think we, we thought we were going to get there. We didn't know if we were going to get there, you know, midway through the morning and then to, to steam home like we did was fantastic and, and it's been a great result. Uh, well, like I say, 1.2 million meals and, and probably a few more by the time the tally gets all counted up. Wayne Langford says the food banks they work with are stoked to add meat to donations given to families in need. There was mints actually being delivered you know, while the telethon was going on and, uh, and they were watching it on the screen as well and, and they, just, they, they just absolutely love it. Mints is just something that they've never had and, uh, and, and that they can be part of the program and, and see it being so well supported is, is just a credit to, it, to what's going on. Wayne Langford says all the food and donations collected yesterday will be distributed to food banks around the country. And that's the rural news for this week. Koe rā te porongo o te taiwhenua.